I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Tuesday the 21st of February. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show we talk to Rob Holding about living in London these days. Remember a hat-trick hero in this week's history lesson. Adrian Clark is back with another dose of chalkboard. First of all we kick off by looking back at all the latest action with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, I'm pleased to say that our Arsenal insider runs Gunner Blog, and it's James McNicholas who joins us on the show now. Uh, James, good morning. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad at all. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you on. We'll chat about Gunner Blog a bit later, but of course, plenty to get through first as we look back on, let's put it mildly, a mixed few days in cup competitions. Uh, great FA Cup win. We'll come on to that later as well, but let's dwell first of all briefly on the defeat in Munich, which was. Uh, Rather disappointing, to put it mildly. Where do you think it all went so badly wrong? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm trying my best to forget about it, to be honest with you. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it, I think it all went wrong. Well, it doesn't take a, a genius to see that it's in the second half. I mean, one all at half time was a, a terrific scoreline. And to be honest, even two one down isn't that bad. You know, you come back in the home leg, a one nil win's good enough to take you through. Three one even. You know, I think we were still very much in the tie. Um, but the way that, that the team kind of collapsed in on itself, really, after Bayern took the lead again, uh, was the most alarming thing and, and really what cost us. I mean, people point to Laura Koscielny going off injured. I don't think that helped, but I don't think you can put it down to any one individual. I think collectively uh, we didn't quite have enough to, to withstand their assault, and it leaves... I mean, it's, it's killed the tie, hasn't it? I mean, I mean the home leg's going to be a, a very strange affair. Any of it, do you feel preventable, if you see what I mean? Or is it a sense of this wider collective, unfortunately, just all underperforming and then one thing breeding another and just leading to, to more and more of a kind of, of a downward spiral? Mate, I think it was preventable. I do think that the sense in which the players... Um, maybe uh, it, looking at it from where I was sat, it didn't seem like there was that sense of, well, look, uh, let's manage the game. Let's make sure we're still in the tie. I think that we got a little caught up in trying to chase it. I mean, a perfect example of that is the, the last goal where Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain concedes possession deep in his own half. He's trying something he wouldn't ordinarily try. He's being a little bit careless. He's, he's chasing after that deficit. I think 
think if we'd been a bit more strategic in our approach and kept our heads better, uh, we'd probably be in a better position now. But by and are a very good side. I think that's been somewhat overlooked in all the, the dissection of the game. Uh, but I think we're a better side than we showed. Uh, and that's the big frustration. And is it the fact that that kind of element of naivety has re-emerged again that is one of the most frustrating elements? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, I think naivety in itself is frustrating, but to be continually naive is a, a bigger problem because it suggests you're not learning much. And I think, uh, you know, we've, we've seen this happen with Arsenal sides before, that they do too much damage in the first leg, leave themselves with too great a mountain to climb. You know, we'll think back to that Milan tie where we ended up hammering Milan at home and it still wasn't enough. We might get the same thing against Bayern. I mean, who knows? It would take a much better performance uh, to get anything like that in the second leg. But I, I do think that that's why there's been so much frustration and such an outpouring of you know, anger, really, about the result among the fans. I think it's because, you know, we know there's quality in this side, but I think the mental side of the game, concentration, discipline, focus, I think we've let our, our talent down. On to some more positives then, James. Obviously, heading into the FA Cup back on Monday evening, away to Sutton, that 105-team gap in the footballing pyramid, to put it mildly, a game that Arsenal could not afford to lose. And to be fair, they didn't. They didn't, know it. and I think you know Arsenal deserve credit. They were very professional in the way they approached the tie. There was a lot of talk about the, the surface, the, the 3G surface, how would we cope with that, how would we cope with the atmosphere, how would we cope with the changing rooms. And, you know, I thought Arsenal behaved uh, very well throughout. You know, they, they used the changing rooms, they used the facilities, they embraced the experience. Alexis Sanchez got off the bench. We took a strong side. I think we helped make it what was a really fabulous occasion, really. I mean, in terms of the quality of the game, you, you've seen better games, but it was enthralling to watch and fascinating to see two such different sides come up against each other. And I thought Sutton, and particularly a couple of former Arsenal lads in their ranks, did themselves enormous credit. Yeah, I completely agree. So Lucas Perez scoring again. He does seem to contribute, doesn't he, with either a goal or assist or, or something every time he gets his opportunity. Do you think we might see a little more of him moving forward? I hope so. I hope so. I think he definitely deserves more opportunities. As you say, he's incredibly efficient whenever he plays. And I thought, particularly in the first half against Sutton, he was Arsenal's best player. You know, he was really up for the scrap and he was working hard and he was effective in the final third. I think uh, he's a terrific player who's been pretty unfortunate with what's happened with Alexis Sanchez. I think when he was signed, you know, Alexis was viewed more as a wide player. As Alexis has evolved into a striker, that's limited Lucas's uh, opportunities. But when he plays on the flanks, he's very effective too. So I hope he starts to uh, feature more in the Premier League because in the Cups particularly, he's been very impressive. Well, let's also hear now a very, very special moment. Theo Walker, his 100th goal for the club, as scored last night. Bailey away. That's given away by Nicky Bailey. Sutton at the moment are struggling to stay in this match because Arsenal are just dominating possession. Now on to Nacho Monreal, they were queuing up, and there's the second goal, and Theo Walcott's got it, and it's goal number 100 in Arsenal shirts. It's goal number 100, possibly one of the easiest that he'll score. That's the fan serenading him, you know what a great achievement it is. Every day that you get a player at your club scoring 100 goals, he's done just that. Again, though, it's a great play in the build-up. Left field with an easy finish. So skipper scoring his century, great servant for the club. This was very special, wasn't it, James? Yeah, it was. I and mean, it's a nice moment for Theo because 
he's not had the easiest time over the past decade. You know, he's had some very serious injuries, missed a couple of huge international tournaments. And I think as a consequence of those fitness problems, his form hasn't been as consistent as he would have liked. But that goal-scoring record really does bear comparison with a, a lot of really good players. So hats off to him. And to do it wearing the armband probably made it all the more special. Yeah, great night for him. So onwards and upwards, FA Cup-wise, we now know it'll be Lincoln City coming to Emirates Stadium sometime around the 11th or 12th of March. Uh, only non-league team left and first non-league team to get this far in well over 100 years. Wow, that is amazing, isn't it? I mean, and for Arsenal, two non-league teams back-to-back. I mean, they present a unique test, but I think Arsene Wenger probably would have taken this if he'd been offered this draw, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And maybe the Cup is opening up again. You know, you think back to 2014, we had a difficult Premier League campaign, difficult Champions League campaign, uh, but one went on to win the FA Cup. Could we be looking at a similar scenario this time around? Could the Cup be the saving grace of our season, fingers crossed. And that would be at least the way to end the season on something of a high note. That, and I guess it's back to the same old argument of, of confirming top four. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's, you know, I feel like we say this every year, but I feel like it's going to be harder this year than most because it is a real, real scrap that you look at the two Manchester clubs chasing for a top four place, Spurs, Liverpool. Uh, it's really intense competition. And I think, you know, any, any drop points will be punished. So Arsenal need to be a lot better than they've been in the recent weeks if they're going to go on and keep that top four place it would be fantastic to do that and of course to finish above Tottenham of course of course let's uh, finish as we began as I mentioned you of course run Gunner Blog just tell us James a little bit more about it yeah I've been doing Gunner Blog for over 10 I think about a dozen years now um, and I'm writing for, for, my, for myself and for a lot of other people these days if you, if you follow me on Twitter at Gunner Blog you can see all the latest articles and do tune in every week to the Askcast, which comes out on a Monday. Uh, it's available on askblog.com. Appreciate your time, pal. Pleasure. One of the emerging players coming through the Arsenal ranks these days is young defender Rob Holding, who signed from Bolton Wanderers in the summer just gone. Here's Rob talking to Arsenal Media about moving down and now living in London. So, Rob, what's been your favourite thing about living in London so far? I'd just say there's always something happening. There's always something to do where you can always get a last minute, like a little text off Chamber or something. He says, oh, you were going here for some food, do you want to come? It's just it's dead easy. Uh... That's it, really. I don't know. Are you living in the city or are you living... No, I live out on the outskirts, so we just get the quick tube or if Chambers come in, he drives normally and we get go straight in. And you mentioned the tube. Do you get to, to ride the tube without being noticed? Uh, I've not been noticed a few times. A few times, but other than that, I'm, I'm normally sweet, straight through. Happy days. Um, what's your favourite thing or, or place that you've, you've uh, been to in London since moving here? Favourite place? I've not been and seen the sights yet. You know, like London Eye, Buckingham Palace, or Houses of Parliament or anything. I've not even gone to see them. London Bridge, n- nothing like that. I've literally just gone to uh, Regent Street, Piccadilly Circus. That's probably the my most frequent journey is just Cockfosters to uh, Piccadilly Circus and just anything around there, really. All the theatres, I've been to quite a few theatres there. That's about it. So have you got any plans to go and see any of the bigger places, maybe when the weather gets a bit nicer or anything? Yeah, yeah, probably in summer when the weather's a bit nicer and you, I'll probably go down and tick it off and I've done it. I reckon that would be the plan. 
What about your average day off? What do you think you might get up to on an average day off? Uh, normally a bit of a food shopping. Uh, and just chilling out, watching a film, watching what I was on TV, really, sports, basketball, catch up on my basketball and BT. So, yeah, I don't really do much on my day. Like yesterday, I didn't even leave the house. I was just chilling all day. So, that's about, that's about it. And overall, you you pleased moving, obviously moving to London, it was quite exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. I, I don't know. It feels the same because I just do the same things that I would do up north. I do the same things, basically. Just on a bigger scale. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! Would you believe it? Or Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, a three goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! On February the 20th, 1999, Nicholas Hinelka scored a hat-trick as Arsenal beat Leicester City by five goals to nil at Highbury. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dictating the pass from Bergkamp. Anelka will get there first. Anelka will score. With some ease against, it must be said, not too much Leicester City resistance. Elliot. Anelka, who's keeping going, and Bergkamp has slipped at Nicholas Anelka through again. Same combination, same result, 2-0. Overmars, Anelka, the hat-trick's on, there it is! His first in Arsenal's colours. And it's all happened in the first half here today at Highbury. And Overmars put the third on a plate for Nicholas Anelka. 
The French international striker would finish that season with 19 goals in all competitions before moving to Real Madrid on August the 2nd. We'll have another history lesson for you next week, but next up it's a bumper helping of the chalkboard with Adrian Clark. The chalkboard with Adrian Clark. So joining me at the chalkboard, none other than Adrian Clark. Clarky, how's it going? Oh, good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, back to winning ways, Arsenal. So, uh, as as they should be, really facing non-league Sutton. But yeah, once you uh, once you get a victory under your belt, you, you feel a bit better, don't you? All about onwards and upwards for me. So, no game to preview this week. We'll instead answer a few questions on this week's chalkboard with you. And uh, Clark, you will kick off after the buy and setback that you just alluded to. If you could erase one result from memory, what would it be and why? <laughs> Arsenal, we should say, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Where do we start? No, the bit that obviously, look, if you support any team, there are so many matches that you wish you could you could start all over again. That is for sure. Um, actually, one of the results from when I was from when I was playing, I remember um, I remember playing an FA Cup tie against Sheffield United um, in one of my first team appearances, and we drew a hybrid. And I played, and I played. Played pretty well, but I missed a golden chance. I missed a really good chance to to make it two one to us, and it went to a replay, and we lost one nil to Sheffield United, which was quite chastening. I think they were in the championship at the time, so um, I'd like to have erased that one. <laughs> <laughs> in recent times, um, I think well, the defeat to Bradford, I think that was that was pretty bad yes. um, in, in the League Cup. I'd like to. Have, um, had another crack at that one, uh, but but the one that stands out, I think, has got to be the six 0 defeat to Chelsea. Um, for for a few reasons, obviously, we don't like losing to Chelsea. <laughs> we don't like losing mm-hmm. to Jose Mourinho. But it was it was Arsenal Wenger's thousandth game in charge. It was a game that was built up all week. It, it should have been a really sort of special occasion, and it just went horribly wrong. Obviously. Kieran Gibbs got sent off when it, it should have been the Ox, um, and it just things went from bad to worse. So yeah, I'd like that one back. I'd like another, another crack at Chelsea, but um, unfortunately, um, yeah, six new it says in the history books. Okay, well, there's a few there, and we appreciate your thoughts on that. Let's be far more positive now with our next question for you. Hoping for an unlikely historic comeback against Bayern at Emirates Stadium. I know it's a massive ask in a few days, but what would be your favourite Arsenal comeback? Easy. Well, the, uh, actually, there's two that come to come into mind. That's head. fine. You can do both. Uh, yeah, Hull uh, in the FA Cup final. Um, just, just how low I felt. I was in the stadium with my son, and um, you know what was what should have been a dream day was turning into a nightmare. Two 0 down, and the comeback was immense. So uh, I, I know Arsenal were strong favourites, but that was that was a pretty awesome day. Um, but the one that sticks out probably more is, is the Reading game. It's a classic, seven five. I was on co-coms that night with uh, with Tim Peters, four 0 down. If you're four 0 down and you still win a game, I think that's that's pretty good going. Um, it's against Reading in the League Cup. Ended up seven five. It, it was pretty farcical, to be perfectly honest, but but it was a, an astonishing comeback, and I'll never forget it. Okay, so one was a bigger comeback in terms of the goal deficit. The other was a bigger game. If I was going to ask you to pick between the two, which, to be fair, was the question, which one? <laughs> 
you know what? Because we won a trophy at the end of it, it would have to be the whole one. It yeah. would have to be. Yeah. I think you're right. I thought you were going to say that. Now, Arsenal will have faced two non-league teams in successive rounds of the FA Cup by the time they take on Lincoln, as we were talking about a bit earlier in the show. So we want to hear your most memorable non-league footballing story. Clearly, trialling for my team, Kidderminster, I'm sure. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I did, yeah. I had, I did have a, I had a trial game. I played. I, I remember that game. We we won something like eight 0 and I played really well. But Jan Mulby, the manager, he didn't turn up. So it was it was all in vain, really. And uh, yeah, never nothing ever materialised. But that's that's a side issue. Yeah, and know. what have you done, basically? Those years <laughs> where Agbrew, we were just sort of struggling in the in the hinterlands. If we'd got Clarkey on board, it could have been so different. Oh, it could have been, mate. Yeah, you missed out big time there. <laughs> um, I played in non-league. Uh, I played in the conference for Stevenage. I played in the conference for Margate. I played in the conference south for Margate and for Welling United. So I've got, I've got loads of good memories from non-league. I've got a good story, actually. Um, when I was at Stevenage, um, there, there was due to be a television programme made about Stevenage, and it was called, it was, the, the name was You're the Manager. And it um, was basically a precursor to the only ways Essex made in Chelsea. It had a bit of Big Brother thrown in. It was a crazy, crazy show. We did a pilot, um, and basically, it was going to be the People's Club. Stephen is we're going to loving hand this, over, loving this they, story. They were going to hand over the club, or, or big, the manager Paul Faircroft was prepared to hand over certain decisions to the voting public. It was oh my goodness. <laughs> So basically, they would follow us at home. It would be a bit of a, bit of a reality show. And, um, but it would also have a mix of football and show analysis and whatnot. And um, before every game, the, the watching public would be, they would, three players would be put up for basically the axe and three players to possibly re- replace them. This sounds so good. I know, I know. And, and, the, uh, and, and the fans or the viewers at home would have, would have been voted on it, and there was even talk of in-game text messages to, for substitutions. It was, it was a crazy, crazy idea. The pilot was was apparently brilliant. Um, I got slapped in it, which was which was part of the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I got slapped. I got slapped by my manager because I was so chilled out. He um, it, that was one of the little storylines, and, and he felt he needed to uh, to get me going. So that reinvigorate was, the clock. Yeah. Um, mad um basically it got as far as uh, it was commissioned we were talked to about it we were offered you know a little bit of money to take part and it got uh, just when it was about to maybe happen uh, the conference the league they voted against it uh, which I, you would have thought that they would have um, would have checked out the opinions of the other clubs first so it would have been nothing on channel four i think it would have been an amazing show but I'm actually secretly glad it didn't happen. I didn't really want to be a reality star. Um, not, Do you wonder not... what might have been, though, in an alternate universe had that been commissioned? Would we even be having this conversation now? Would you be Arsenal Media <laughs> Analyst? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I could be the new Joe. I could have been the, I could have been the original Joey Essex, couldn't I, or something like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Clarky Essex. <laughs> no, it was um, a lot of the boys were up for it. The more senior players, the older players like myself, we weren't really, we weren't really keen. Um, but it was close. But but I think the club, the conference, rightly vetoed against it. Basically, the, 
it's not the Mickey Mouse League. It's a proper professional league, and I think they just thought that was a step a step too far. But but yeah, interesting tale. What is hopefully going to be soon commissioned is Arsenal Weekly podcast, the movie, uh, and starring alongside me on you will be, of course, the man, the legend that is the Arsenal Weekly podcast editor, Liam Roberts, who would play Liam in this film. We don't know. Regardless, he joins us now. <laughs> um, some people have said Jamie Bell. I've got the quiff going on, and and I haven't quite got the Billy Elliot moves, but um, yeah, I've got the quiff. Like it, like it. I reckon I would probably be Mike Skinner from the streets because several people say I look like him. I think he would have a a very controversial crossover role into films. Clarky, what about you? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, on the looky-likey theme, um, Guy Martin, the motorbike guy uh, on TV. I I don't know what his acting skills are like, but I always get compared to, to him. And uh, to be fair, there are, there's quite a lot of pictures where I do do look a bit of a spit of him. So a uh, younger me, shall I say. So, I love that uh, you've, both, yeah. you've both picked non-actors. That's, uh, yeah, that's uh, skirting around the issue, guys. Come on. <laughs> so coming out in all very poor cinemas in several months' time, Arsenal Weekly Podcast, the movie. Lee, we move on from there in all sincerity to the latest, of course, on Adrian and I's ongoing bitter and very exciting prediction competition. Oh, it's bitter, yeah, so, right? No, it's very busy. Yeah, no, so no game this week. So I'm just here with some results. So last week I asked you how many players would be used over the two games. Um, AD, you said 23. Did say 23. And Russ, you uh, went with the dark arts. Obviously, boxed clever and went 22. Mm. Yep. Um, so neither of you got it right again. Um, but it was 20. So Hargreaves oh! has actually pulled it back. We're level pegging going into the international break. Can I be honest? I actually was going to say 20 last week, but I thought Mm. I would box clever and I didn't want the risk of it being 22 or 21 and maybe losing. So I actually did myself out of maybe what my real answer would have been. I think the Bayern Munich performance stitched me up, really. I think, I think if, we'd, if we'd have played much better, then I think a few a few more of the guys might have, might have had the had the night off at Sutton. But um, you're yeah, rightly so. He, he picked a really strong side, didn't it? Right, it paid off, didn't it? Cool. So the momentum has shifted, lads. So, uh, yeah, Adrian, you've got to stop the bleeding because um, Russ has pulled it back. Momentum. Yeah. All about momentum, Adrian Clark. You need to find some, big man. I've got two weeks to just, just you know, stare long, long and hard at myself in the mirror and regroup. Some would say you do that every morning anyway. Adrian, <laughs> when can we see or hear you again? Um, I am currently writing up the breakdown, so there will be a breakdown of the Sutton game. That will be on the site from Tuesday evening. And then there's a little break. So I'll be back for the match day show against Liverpool on March the 4th. What a big game that is. So, yeah, can't wait for it. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. See you. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Rob Holding, to James McNicholas, and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five star review in the process. You'll never have the excuse to miss another episode. You can find us on ACAST these days as well. We're back on Monday, the 28th of February, and until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners! The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.